You know what we call elves where I'm from? Fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> and well-met adventurers. It's Aaron from D&D Valiant Odyssey here, and I'm sitting around the table with the Crown Killers. My name is Matt. I am playing Xavi. Michael, and I play Drew E. Mikhail Jesui. Tom, and I play Maddox. The Odyssey continued for the Crown Killers in Mediteri, Sea of Thieves. After wishing goodbye to their lost companion Key, they decided to send Sally back to Cadmia in order to gain some intel on Dragon and Delnak the outcast. A month later, the party celebrated the wedding of Monfrey and Rodessa at Crown Killer's Keep. They welcomed the return of Sally and accepted the wedding gift gleefully. While these nuptials took place, a human barbarian by the name of Mardox Bjornigan had his home scuttled and destroyed by Demos Tortuga. Seeking retribution, he trudged his way up to the keep and crashed the wedding the boys had longed for for so long. It was during this time when Monfrey and Rodessa began to open their wedding gifts. When they came upon the one brought to them by the returning Sally, they found inside the head of Dragon, father figure of Shavi, and their contact in the Unseen Guild in Cadmia. We cut in at the moment and you can see that all of the guests seem to have stopped their conversation. The violins pause in their playing. The birds stop floating by and one of them hits a tree and slides down. <laughs> 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 he watches everybody's heads turn toward the milky-eyed, decapitated form of dragon on the floor. You look at it just sweet, holding your champagne flute. You know exactly who this is. What do you do? I uh, bend down very quickly, pick it up, walk swiftly to the gift table and put it back in the box that it came from. All right. As you're walking towards it, you can see that Monfrey and Rodessa are looking at you. And as you hold this head, it's heavy. You begin walking. Roll a perception check for me. What's the bet this thing ticks? <laughs> 22. As you begin walking towards your brother and his new bride, you can see the box that was on Rodessa's lap seems to be emitting almost like dry ice this green arcane energy it's so faint in the light you can see it you watch as Monfrey looks at you and he can see you looking at it he looks as well he looks towards his new bride and you can see this box just begin to glow green and you hear her begin to scream just like "Ah!" you then watch as Monfrey stands knocks the box away from Rodessa and pushes her to the side and he just dives on it to that point I need you to make a dexterity save please fuck as you begin to see this exchange, you watch as your brother dives directly on top of this arcane box that seems to be glowing green. His entire form is covered in this arcane light. You watch as well as from the back, you can see that the suit he's wearing seems to crumble away into dust. You can see his skin begin to wither and you watch as he starts to turn to dust. You watch then as Rodessa seems to have this dust looking sort of scar across her face, seeming to be partially affected. What was your role? 17. Okay, so you take half of 32 points of necrotic damage. The crowd around you is also encompassed by this green light, and you can see that most of the people in the front row seem to just crumble into into dust. You can see their clothes is what remain. You watch as the others begin to scatter 
around the area, the nuptials definitely faded. The three of you, Sharvi, Mardox, and Drew from inside, hear the scream. You hear this arcane blast, and you watch as there is a green flash of light coming from underneath the wooden door. At that point, Monfrey seems to be lifeless. Mardox is like, well, that's bloody ominous, isn't it? Into the courtyard, you watch Jasui as you just turn around, ears ringing. I'm looking for Sally. As you look around towards the crowd, you don't seem to be able to see Sally. But what you do see is this black smoke beginning to rise from one of the dead individuals. The body lifts up afterwards almost as if it's being puppeteered. You watch as two more individuals do the same. Previous members of your crew seem to be animated by this spell, having been killed by the negative energy flood. You watch as they all turn towards you. And at that point, we'll roll initiative. Looking around just where you can see three shadowy figures begin to rise from the dead individuals that seem to have been affected by this spell. You watch as everybody else seems to disperse and there does seem to be more uh, fallen comrades. It's at this point we cut into initiative and Shavi, you have just seen this green flash underneath the door and you hear screaming coming from outside. Green flash isn't screaming. That does not look good. Um, Blades come out. Looks like we're going to have to make some heads roll. And I'm going in. <laughs> yeah, so from in the room, I would like to burst outside towards the, through the doors, towards the green light. All right, so you run, you run 15 feet outside of the door, and as you do so, the first thing that you see is just we... Monfrey's not a corpse, is he? He faded to dust. He, he is, is a dust. corpse? He's dust. Is he animated dust? Like, ooh, no. okay, cool. He is, there dust. is, it's as if his body had been burnt very quickly. Yep. There is a husk and dust around. Yeah, so the uh, the heads of my feet, obviously, and I'm sort of standing there, like. You can see Jusui 15 feet away from you at his feet. You can't really make it out at this moment, but it seems to be a head-like shape. You look towards the crowd. You can see it dispersing quickly, rushing away in terror, but you also see three arcane looking figures that seem to have animated from the corpses of your fallen allies. What would you like to do? Uh, just so we leave you and Captain Harrison alone for two minutes and look what happens. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, and I don't answer. I'm still just like looking around, darting, and you can tell like I'm shook. Yeah. Like straight up shook. Yeah, well, Shavi sees that Jasui is shaken, then yeah, shit's going down. So I'm looking around, taking in, and yeah probably closest guy I can see. I'm just going to start stabbing at shadows. All right. So you make your way towards this shadowy figure. It's 15 feet away from you just by the guest's uh, gift table. As you run, arcane blades drawn. Uh, yeah. So the whole time I'm sort of just yelling out to Jasui trying to get him to shake out of his blank stares and whatever's going on. I'm trying to get something out of him like Jasui, Jasui. Come on, mate. What's going on? And yeah, I'm jibby jabbing this shadow. All right, roll your two attacks. Only the dead have seen the end of war. Ooh. All right, well, I'm jibby-jabbing. Uh, that was a 17, sorry. That will hit. Like, well, yeah, running straight at it, and as I go past, I sort of want to wrap around it in a way, slashing around its body, around the back. All right, roll your damage, please. 28 damage, please, sir, with my jibby-jabby sword. Uh, you do watch as your swords slash through. They do appear to be um, magically orientated, but you watch as you t seem to be attacking the cadaver that has been lifted, but the arcane energy within seems to take less damage than you'd expect. So the body is definitely taking the brunt of the force here. Okay. Uh, is that your first attack? That's my first attack. Second attack? Second. 
probably not going to attack because I don't know what's sort of going on with the situation and noticing that Jasui is not all there. Something's definitely going on, so I'm probably going to think a bit, little bit more tactical in this to, until we sort of see what's going on, and I'll probably use the, my bonus action to disengage, if I can, or hide. You can definitely disengage to the north, which is enough to hide probably in the presence table. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, but you would either have to hide or disengage. Because you're a gift. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> so if, you, if you wanted to disengage, you could, but then you wouldn't be able to hide. If you wanted to hide, you may get an attack of opportunity. May. You will. Will. <laughs> I ain't bullshitting with you. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and hide. Okay. So you begin to break away, ducking as best that you can from the... Uh, cadavered body that seems to be slashing but you watch also as a secondary wisp begins to move its way towards you almost as if the shadow doesn't fully follow does a 19 hit your AC it does okay uh, you will take 16 points of psychic damage as this wispy uh, arcane arm just moves across you and hits you directly into the chest cool I would like to react with uncanny dodge and harbor it yep can do so 16 half to 8 you make your way north with the 5 feet of movement that you have and dive behind the presence table uh, roll a stealth check for me please Shavi to end your turn 17 plus 13 is 30 <laughs> <laughs> alright so with that being your turn you watch as Shavi dives behind the presence table after taking quite a bit of damage you watch as you just get this ringing headache and the eminence of green seems to just be fading and you look around and it's almost like the sound of the environment has gone away from you as you're watching people flee in their fine garb and robe. You just look standing in the middle of it at just Swee whose arms are just relaxed by his side staring at a crumpled burnt. I can't see what's going on at his feet yet. Not I'm closer. Yet. So not yet? Okay. Not yet. It's, I'm sort of just going to continue that trying to get something out of just Swee. Like just Swee! Just Swee! Come on mate! What's going on? This isn't like you. That brings us to his turn. Just Swee, you're up. Uh, just Swee sort of shaken out of it by uh, Shavi getting uh, a little bit slapped and hiding. Um, but he quickly snaps out of it. Uh, both pistols fucking wow in his hands in the blink of an eye, you know, and he's ready to go. He's going to unload on the creature straight up that Shavi uh, was fucking jibby jabbing. Uh, yeah, no, I will get sneaky boys because I will give myself a piercing shot with a crit. So you mean um, with a grit point? You... Grit point, grit point. I'm giving myself, sorry, dead eye shot. So I get advantage on the attack, on the attack, which gives me my sneaky attack. But uh, I shall roll that attack now. Get fucked. So misfire score on that. Do you want to explain to us just we, what's going through your character's mind as you go to fire upon this individual? And your shot misses. He uh, instantly just internally in his head goes, you're fucking kidding me. As it uh, goes, bang. You watch Um, then as well as the gun begins to smoke and you hear a clunk as you've hit the misfire score as well. It's broken. Uh, Pretty quickly he spins his uh, left revolver around and uh, will fire again. That'll be a 16. Hit. 
All right, so we'll stick with the 16. You watch as you line up the second pistol in your left hand, aiming down the sights, readying yourself. So you take a deep breath and you just absolutely. Uh, it's at that point as well, Drew, and uh, actually, Drew, you would probably know that sound very well, which means that you know that there's definitely some stuff going on outside. Mardox, that's a sound that you've never heard ne before. Has never experienced firearms before. Mm -hmm. And the doors are open, so we can see now. Shavi busted through them. Yep, yeah, perfect. Right, cool. So we can see. We can see all this. 10, 12, 13. 13 points of damage. Yeah. Well, then the uh, left pistol comes around and is going to aim. I'm taking my next. Uh, I'm taking my second atta uh, attack, and then he'll uh, sit there. All right. You can feel one of the guns beginning to smoke in your right hand. The left one's still going strong. Well, I'm going to use my action, my bonus action, to hide. Uh, so there's stairs, so I'm going to run to those stairs and uh, hide uh, out on the landing. Very good. Okay, so at that, it brings us to Mardok's Bjornigan's turn with a face of excitement. First combat roll. So um, Mardox is like watching all this happen and he's, like he's had a bit of a rough day. You know, he's, he's lost his house, he's had to swim... He's been had to talk to a little man that didn't care about Oak for a long <laughs> And so uh he's getting he's getting pretty mad. And now this this thing's bloody popped up. So he um is just kind of like ah you know like the sand people. We'll see we'll see what's happening and Drew's definitely gonna yell out, Mardox, you wanna keep keep that room here? It's time to engage your services. Okay, so you watch then as Mardox begins to make his way out of the crown killer castle and you find the first animated corpse that you can axe in hand are you raging i am raging so as a bonus action you go into a flying rage and you have your action left i'm gonna chop him all right so i've got an 18 that will hit and the second attack yep all right so both of those will hit so i've got a, a 10 which makes 17 and a 7 which makes 14. 24. Oh shit. 31 points of damage. You want to describe these two slashing attacks at this creature as you bust out of the, the cavern. Well, as he just like comes out, axe like over his head and then just comes with like a, a vertical 12 to 6 sort of chopped straight through. And then the second one, like a, as he regathers, sort of comes back the opposite direction, like almost like a, like a 7 to 3. Horizontal swing yeah. from 7 to 3. You are definitely lacerating this corpse and there seems to be blood coming from the wounds, but the energy that seems to hold them together is still intact, not doing as much damage as you'd hoped for. This is going to stand there and kind of like stare at this thing like, what the fuck is going on here? All right. Would this be the first time that you've seen an undead yeah, first, creature? Yeah, it's pretty much first for everything. He's never really seen magic or any kind of anything other than trees is, is is in a state of disbelief and anger you are slashing these individuals felling blows ones that would tumble the mightiest oak but this creature this man is standing tall this thing's either really tough or there's some trickery witchcraft going on here that brings us to two of the creatures turns there appears to be an energy and eminence that surrounds as if they're waiting or charging for something mechanically speaking they're holding an action drew it is your turn how far away is the largest enemy from Drew? The largest enemy is approximately 25 feet. But you'll have to come out of the doors first to be able to get clear line of sight. Drew starts sprinting outside the door. And as he does, he falls on all fours and you see his arms and legs extend into hooves. You see him grow these giant antlers, his face elongated and 
he you almost see like a, a bright flash in this majestic what you think is a majestic looking creature and then the brightness sort of fades and you see this grotesque giant moose with like an orange beard and green fur and Drew is now a giant uh, awakened white moose he is running sprinting towards the largest creature and he is going to attack him so that is a 19 to hit that will hit and you must make a strength save please or you are knocked prone okay so strength save yep that's a 24 damage and a strength save of 14 it rolled a 16 damn it is not minus not prone. two. Oh, okay, minus well, two for a 14 and it is not not prone but that is okay there's still what was what did i say 24 damage and then here's that is his uh antlers attack and he's going to make an attack with his hooves now that is a 15 15 will hit that is nine damage nine damage this thing is starting to fade you're watching as the damage you're doing to the body that seems to be housing this arcane force is actually uh starting to dissipate he then watches it becomes its turn it looks towards the moose it looks towards the allies and you just hear this arcane scream just emanate through the area i need all of you as you're all within 30 feet to make a wisdom saving throw please that is a 16 i got 10 11 10. Okay. So all but Drew in this moose oh, form. Sorry, I got 12. I got a, a ring that lets me do plus one. Very good. Okay, so all but Drew. <laughs> 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 um, it's at that point you watch as everybody but Drew begins to hear this racking noise through their, their ears and you watch as your eyes begin to flash red and green. It's at that point you all will take 21 points of psychic damage drew you will take half which is 10 and you watch then as shavi jasui and mardox you're all stunned in your position so you now have the stunned condition until the end of its next turn Oof. the two charging corpses expel this energy if you are stunned you automatically fail dex saves so you will take full damage drew you need to make two dexterity saves please oh no uh, oh, 20 and a 19. So that'll be a 22 and a 23. So with that, two successes. Okay, so from both attacks, you all take 42 points of fire damage. Drew, you take 21. You watch as this expelling energy just emanates through the area, entering all of your bodies, and it seems to rip you apart cell from cell. You feel and hear the screams, this racking pain, as if you're feeling... The necrotic energy from those past before just enter through your your forms. Shavi is down. Oh, wow. All right. So you watch as Jasui and Shavi both fall to the ground. Drew, in your moose form, you can see that this attack was devastating. And you swear across the air as it whistles by your ears, you hear the familiar laugh of Delnak the outcast. Bastard. Mardox, it's your turn. Shavi, it's your turn. You need to roll a death saving throw. 11. One success. Jasui, death saving throw. 12. One success. Mardox, your turn. You're not going to believe this. I'm going to chop him. <laughs> chop right, roll 2d20s for your attacks. So I've got a 15 and a 11. One will hit. 13, sorry. sorry 13. 13. Mm. Two will hit. E. Um, 12 and 13. So a total of 25, 25 points of chopping damage. Oh, same guy. 
you slash him 10 to 2 as well and you just you watch as it definitely uh, takes a chunk of his damage away but it seems that this energy expulsion has taken a lot of his his effort so the damage did uh, take hold all right so you watch as your rage intensifies that one vein pops from underneath your mullet and you're able to make a uh, a third attack as your bonus action uh, it's a 13 18 18 points of damage both of them begin to charge these arcane orbs in their hand and they expel six of them your way which are auto hits magic missile from both of them oh it's not ready 22 22 points of uh, force damage hits you directly into the chest one after the other just like someone throwing tomatoes at you just hits you in the chest and they cause these arcane burns their arcane energy seems to be almost expelled but they still seem to be assaulting as if driven by an undead force that isn't stopping. Drew Eid, it is your turn. Wow, okay. Uh, so I, I would know that Shavi has the tattoo that's going to be able to, like, so he doesn't get knocked down. So he's... To one, be fair as well, he's he's hidden. So you actually wouldn't even know that okay, he is okay. down. Uh, is, were you hidden just we or can I yeah, see? Yeah, I was also hidden. So I'm not going to know that you're down. Okay, okay. What's your passive perception? Oh, uh, six, eight, 18. I would say that Jusui has paused longer than he usually would in a fight. Okay. So has Shavi. And I know that's odd. Yep. Did I see which direction they, like Jusui and Shavi ran? Uh, I would say you'd see the direction that uh, that Jusui ran because he ran across the face of the door, but Shavi didn't cross the face yeah, of the door. Yeah, cool. So I would know, yeah. So I'll, what I'll do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run for where Jusui was then. Okay. Uh, in moose form? Yep. You begin to run southward and you hit the base of the stairs. And as you oh, look is up... Is there an opportunity attack? There will be. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can see that Jusui is lying on the floor. Mm-hmm. His hand extended, gun lying on the floor next yep. to him. You can see his body is just smoking with this uh, black mist. There will be an attack of opportunity that comes. Uh, that will only be a nine, which I believe misses you. That will miss? Yeah. Okay, so okay. yeah, the swipe occurs, but you just take it with the brunted force of the white moose. Good, right. Uh, bonus action then. I will turn back into a human, and as my action, I will cast Cure Wounds on Jesui, seeing him smoldering and not looking too good. Okay, so I'll say you use the remainder of your movement to make your way up the stairs, because Cure Wounds is a touch spell, and you cast that upon him. Uh, what do you say, what do you do to bring him back from the brink? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I see him on the ground. I, I crouch down and uh, lay a hand on his chest and I see him. I say, just we, just we. It'll, it'll be all right, my sweet prince. And you see a green pulse from my hand. That Almost be... as if you are defibrillated, just we. Your life enters your body again. <laughs> that is eight health you get. Um, that then brings us to... Is that the... That was the rest of my movement? Yes. Yep, cool. To get perfect. up there. So yep, you're standing there next to just we now, who is prone... But alive. The largest figure seems to be flicking in and out, and you can see that most of its body seems to have been slawed apart or slashed through this arcane energy. Parts of its bone exposed as it begins to travel across the battlefield towards the only thing that it can see, which is Mardox. I'll see if its howling babble recharges, um, which it does not with a five. Thank fuck. Stun- oh, wait, you were stunned. You couldn't have attacked before. That's right. I missed it. Thank. so with this one because you are now stunned Mardox you watch as this individual lures its way towards you and goes to slash out at you two times with its uh, attacking arms it will get advantage on these as you are comatose almost oh this shit Uh, the first one is a 13 the second one is a 15 
Uh, I've got an AC of 17. Okay, so with advantage, the first attack will miss. The second attack, uh, one is a total of nine, and the second one is a total of 23. 23, it will hit. From the one attack, you take 13 points of psychic damage, uh, and you seem to be being assaulted from all sides now, and it worries you because you are indeed stunned. That brings us to the top of the round at Shavi's turn. It's at this point... None of us are stunned anymore, are we? Yes, correct. So after the attack, Mardox, you begin to snap back into this reality and you seem to be being assaulted and attacked by three of these undead arcane forces that you've never seen before. This is the worst day of your life. It's getting, it's getting pretty bad. <laughs> and so at that point, Shavi, we cut to your turn. You hear the sweet voice of Animos through your ears. You remember drawing in the crow's nest together. You remember her giving you this sweet crow tattoo that resides over your heart and you watch it flare and as it does so, you're restored to one hit point as a result. It seems her sweet, sweet eyes have gifted the gift of life upon you. So with one hit point, you get your turn back. I do. Struggling for struggling for life. Am I like down or anything? Or you just, are prone. Yeah. All right. Well, struggling gets back up on sort of one knee, one leg. Just, yeah, remembers the times with Annie. Gives him a bit of, bit of oomph to keep going. And he's, he's just mad now because he got down pretty much. And he's like, nah, not today. And he's coming back out. You come out from your hiding place. You draw the blades. Auto. Uh, there's a dirty 20 and a 28. Both hit. So roll damage. You will get sneak attack because Mardox is within five feet. And you're attacking from behind this creature that doesn't seem to know you're there. 57 plus five is 62 damage. Thank you, sir. Oh, that's a good roll. Okay, with 62 damage, can you please describe how you absolutely annihilate this creature with your arcane tattooed blades as you come back from the brink of death? So yeah, he pops up, he's got Annie in mind, and it just gives him that spark, and he slides out, runs straight up, sliding straight underneath the ghost for a gooch gouge. <laughs> you watch as its arcane innards are spilled out like a shower as you go in between its legs, like the curtains close as you exit uh, the stage. Would you like to roll your second attack just to see how much damage you can do in one turn? You have to roll to hit first. Eight damage, you said? Yeah. How do you kill that one in oh, front of you? Oh my God. You can see Maddox there with his ax in his hand. He's holding it loft above his head, about to split this guy in twain. Chavi, you get up from your under the leg slide see this arcane creature in front of him and just stab him do you want to describe your kill shot for us and then yeah so he slides through from underneath the other girl he sort of as he stops and comes through uses one leg to stop which brings him up and he's turning in the air eyes off Mardox as if like check this out comes through spinning around uses the jab chippy jab on the other one comes through slicing through with his daggers and lands down, three-point landing, looks up at Mardox and says, What a rush. Doesn't this just make you feel like you've been born again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Mardox is just like, come on, mate. Fair shake of the sauce bottle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't hate me because he ain't me. Let's go. And that brings us to Jasui's turn. You are prone. You can see Drew's lovely face above you. The sound of battle still going on, but the familiar sound of Shavi slicing someone's gooch open. Oh, okay, well, I'm standing. 
With three. Yep. So he'll have three left in the chamber. So he's aiming at the, the last Duva wacky. Barely, barely there. And then, uh, yeah, looks off down the down the uh, sights of his his revolver that isn't broken while he uh, gives the other one a nice big twirl and and uh, puts it back in its its holster and uh, will uh, shoot away. They're both 23s. You would not believe it. They're both 13s. So 23 both yep, hits. They are both hits. So uh, roll uh, your damage. 44. Describe the kill shot. And then just pink mist. Its head just comes apart into a pink absolute mist. And there's a vortex, like, you know, swirling smoke vortex that you see. And uh, they, you can look straight through the, the space where its head was. And there's just Sui looking down the barrel of his revolver. And with a wink, he uh, does some flippy flippy and uh, holsters it. And then immediately staggers to a knee. There is that black smoke coming off you from having just been revived from the spell. This is like, you're taking a piss. And talking about <laughs> <like> the <laughs> <broken. laughs> yeah. Alright, so it's at that point, as the dust begins to settle, you watch as the pirate lords begin to regather. You can see Rodessa is cradling over the dust of Monfrey. As the crowd sort of starts to, to starts to come around, Drew's helping Jaswee down the stairs, go into the middle of the crowd, and Jaswee, while holding on to Drew, is, uh, is yelling... Just going, find me, Sally, as loudly as he can. So with that echoing through, the only sound that seems to be echoing through now, upon the breeze, you all seem to hear the same laugh. That <laughs> to that point as well, Shavi, reveling in the kills that you had just made, seems like the days of old crown killers working together to quell the enemies. You turn around, a massive smile on your face, your eyes are dropped towards the ground where you see the head of your father figure, Dragon, lifeless, milky-eyed, dead. Shavi's jaw just drops, goes from the big smile, turns around, big smile, and his eyes widen, and jaw drops. He's speechless. He has all expressions of anything is gone. He goes pale, and that's it. Roll a perception check, just we. 20. Dirty. As Drew walks you down these stairs, you begin to scan the area and the crowd to see if you can find any semblance of Sally. As you look up towards the spires of this fortress, you can see looking down the silhouetted figure, the sun rising behind her. Sally looks down at you, turns, and begins walking into the fortress. And I, um, I grab, I'm still with Drew. I'm going to, can I use his second wind? Absolutely. Good call. Cool. Uh, so that's a 1d10 plus six. Mm -hmm. Mardox, at this point as well, coming down from your rage, watching this crowd come in, you start to feel a little bit of exhaustion as if you'd been chopping trees all day and it's just taken the best of you. You get the, short, the soreness between the shoulder blades and you can see this smaller tattooed individual looking at this head seeming very, very dejected. Is, is, is the um, refreshment table still... It sure is. He's going to wander over and grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking one open, you gather around Drew and Jisui, who also walk towards Shavi. My friend, I, uh, it happened so fast. I, I didn't have any time to warn you, but uh, this was in the box that started all of this, and Sally brought the box as a wedding present. Shavi is, is yeah, kind of as if he's not ignoring 
just sweet, but it kind of just ends up, his words go through one ear and out the other. And he just falls on his knees and he's still just staring at the head. Yeah. Right, I he just up. goes limp. I walk and up and say, Shavi, I'm so sorry. And I give him a big hug and then turn him the other way. I'll take off my bear pelt and put it over the head and pick it up and start walking, walking away with it. Either put it in a box or just move it out of sight. At that point, you just we hear the sobs of Brodessa coming from behind you. I turn, but I know that we just saw Sally. Where's Captain Harrison? Uh, you can see that he is now crawling out from under a tablecloth table. And you look as he's making himself look brave. Just we sort of looks and grabs Captain Harrison. Uh, yeah, yes, just we. And where's the fuck were you? I uh, was helping gather. Making sure everybody was in their right spaces and ma- somebody needed me to read something Grabs over the cruise. <laughs> scours the castle. Find Sally. She is in the fortress somewhere. Uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. As you say, he'll call out to everybody who then begin to move through the fortress as Rodessa moves towards you, Jisui. And she just sobs. Speechless. Not saying anything. Hug pats on back and there. As you know, the fact that he just lost his brother as well has hit him pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's giving Rodessa a hug, pushes her towards Drew to take care of. And I uh, just we will walk across to Mardox and grab a beer off the table himself. Crack it. You look at this individual, Mardox, and you saw that he is wielding some pretty fine weaponry, but the fanciness of his robe. The look of his face, clean cut, reminds you of someone that you don't like. Mark's like, you know what we call elves, where I'm from? Fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, friend, I was uh, coming over here to uh, compliment you on your fine uh, yet archaic fighting style, but uh, I see that you are... Uh, I'll kick your ass. You seem to be a man that uh, wakes up and chooses violence on the daily. So Every uh, day. I'll... Uh, Cheers you for your help in that battle. And uh, perhaps we could do it again sometime. Yeah, right, mate. Um, my name's Mardox, by the way. Mardox. Jisui. Tink. Tink. Yeah. A few moments pass. Jisui drinking with Mardox. Drew consoling Rodessa and Shavi. You hear footsteps coming from within the fortress that make their way to you, Jisui. The footsteps of the dwarven individual, Captain Harrison. His hat still on his head. He takes it off, puts it to his chest, and he says, um, Captain Undo, and he does like a deeper bow than usual, knowing that he's fucked up. But he looks towards you and says, She's in your quarters. The door's locked. We can't. None of the men want to go in there. And I uh, look to Mardox and I, would you, uh, would you like to come and uh, find out what the fuck is going on here? We. Oui. Your, uh, your pronunciation is fucking terrible. <laughs> what Shavi and, 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 and the Elvish. You would have heard too, Shavi. Yeah, well, I walk towards Drew and Shavi and Rodessa, and I say, she's in my quarters. Would you like to accompany me to uh, find out what the fuck is going on? Well, Shavi's just going to pick up his blades, still sort of words going in one ear and out the other. He's heard that she's in there. He's just picking up his blades. He's turning around, head sort of looking at the ground. He's walking already. I trot to catch up to Shavi. And uh, I understand you're hurting my friend, but uh, let's be smart about this. There is every chance that Delnark has his claws in her. Shavi's just going to keep walking. His grip on his 
swords are a lot tighter than normal. And and you can see sort of a trail of tears as he's walking along. The five of you make your way through the fortress of the Crown Killers. You move towards the right and up the spiral staircase to the room where you'd once cornered Avery Morgan and challenged him for the rights to this place, now owned and stayed in by Jisui. You get to the door, and as you do, Jisui, you flick your lockpicks out to open it, knowing the Captain Harrison told you it was locked. But before you get there, you watch as the door opens just a smidge. Would you like me to go first? I'll say in this time as well, just sweet as you're walking. Can you please roll a tinkerer's check oh, to see yeah, if you fix your gun? No, it's de- definitely over 12. I'm okay, yeah. So I'll say that you, even though you are laser focused, almost monotonously, you do fix your, your second pistol as you make your way up. As you do click it back together, you feel the energy of the Crown Killer pistols surge through you once again. And it's comforting to know that that power resides within you going into this encounter. Mardox is just staring at the pistol, sort of sipping his beer, like, just can't take his eyes off it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I go first, I'll walk up to the door and I will just kick it, front kick as hard as I can open and step into the room. As the four of you make your way in, the room is dark. It seems whatever windows were in here have been covered by curtains. You know that on the floor resides a bearskin rug, a bed towards the back, and on the left-hand wall, a sitting couch. As you're looking around, you probably see at first just where these green eyes piercing that come from the silhouetted figure of Sally, sitting on the couch looking at you. She crosses her legs and waits for you guys to make a move. I cast Entangle to restrain her. All right, she will not resist. All right, perfect. So what does your entangle look like as it goes through this area? Vines spread out of the ground and wrap entirely around her, just literally around the throat, around the arms, around the legs, and just hold her in place. Just we, with the highest perception, I would say that you look at her and she does look different from when she left you a month ago. You can see that she looks paler and her gaze seems to be lazy on the eyelids. Uh, a thousand yards there? Yeah, almost as if she'd been lobotomized but as this vine begins to wrap around her her body becomes taut and you watch as a smile curls over her lips and you watch as a voice that is not her own emanates from her mouth it's almost omnipresent this voice that fills the whole air and you hear the most chilling sound you've heard in a long time Mardok long is the day when old friends like us meet again for much has indeed changed since you all left my sight. But the ripples of power made in Mediterri have washed upon my shores, and I don't take kindly to those who insolently believe that they can outwit me. My friend, you seem to think that we were trying to outwit you. We had forgotten about you. We had no quarrel with you. You have started this on your own design. I am one step ahead looks towards Shavi of you (laughs) and I look towards Drew and I sort of just go this man he has delusions of grandeur Delmac you weasel we don't know where you are but we will find you and we will kill you Marduk's like sorry you say his name is Borsak (laughs) (laughs) close it's uh he's Delmac I can understand the uh confusion because he is in fact a Borsak Mardok's toxic trait, P.S., is that he never gets anyone's name right. Yeah, nice. He says, you don't know where I am. 
But I will always be your shadow. I will always be the itch that you cannot scratch. Waiting for as my power grows in the east and your empire expands here. Your reach limitless, your power undeniable and unquestioned. You will be untouchable. And that is when I'll kill you. What you work so hard to earn, I will take. In time. You can try. Sally's eyes fade and her body is limp. Is she dead? Do you check? Drew, do you have that uh, amulet of protection? Yes. And I whip it out of the bag of holding. Chuck it on Sally. And I do so. As you move towards her, just we, and you place the amulet around her neck, I'll get you to roll a medicine check. Ah, uh, ten. Okay, so even with the fact that you aren't medically trained, as soon as you get towards her, there is a smell. She's been dead for a few weeks. Ah, oh, this son of a bitch! It's almost as if once this task had been completed and this animation of this undead iteration of Sally had completed, the spell had taken hold, left her, as did the false life appearance. And uh, just so he turns to Mardox and goes, My rough individual, uh, it has been well met. It has not been a good day. But, uh, and I hand him the amulet. I'm like, you have been noticed by a very bad man. You are going to need this. And you will need to wear it. And I hand him the amulet of protection. Mark's like, righto. And um, they are the room. What? I was promised the room. Uh, yes, yes, my friend. Uh, that I promise you, 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 any room you want in, in the castle, you will find. Well, no, because this is my room. I've given you beer. And uh, look, uh, once our Odessa and, and, and the crew is uh, back on their feet, I'm sure we can work out some sort of retainer fee. I think uh, Drew looks around at everyone with this. So Sally's a corpse now. She's still lying there. Yeah, but Sally lying there. And I'll say the vines retract as yeah. well back into the soil. Um, this is starting to get out of hand above us. We need some help. And I think it's time to, to take action against Delnak. This is yeah, potentially, I don't know if we want to bring all the, the pirate lords together or talk about what we do with the, sl- like the, the now freed slaves and yeah, begin looking at creating our army and how we handle Demos. You do start to realize that although you are location-wise hidden from Delnak, he seems to know you're about geographic location just because of the way that word travels across the continent. So an enemy resides, what you do about these will determine the legacy of the Crown Killers. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. This week's episode was Kyle as Jusui, Maddie as Shavi, Michael as Drew, Tom as Mardox, and me, Aaron, as your Dungeon Master. Guys, if you want to hang out with us outside of the times of the episode drops, all our socials can be found in the show notes below. We have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Discord. Come and connect with us and make a new Dungeons & Dragons friend today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and if you did, it would help content creators like us so much if you were to share the good news with a friend, whether that be copy and pasting the link to this episode into your group chat or just telling them word of mouth. 
we would really appreciate it if you would share the Odyssey and our Dungeons and Dragons stories with the people that you care about most. The very next episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey will release on the 23rd of May and it will feature the very same cast that you just listened to today, the Crown Killers, in their continued struggle against Delnak, the outcast. We'll see you next time, guys, and as always, remember, be valiant. <laughs>